Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Yeah. Hey, man. So how's it going, Lauren? That's good. Yeah. Good. Things are good. Nice to be here uh, drinking some beers together, together in the same place. Always fun. Yeah. Now that we're back together. Yes. <laughs> it was a very long break. Yes. That I hated. Yep. No. Let's get back to normal. Yeah. It wasn't right. like, oh, I'm on vacation. I'm having fun <laughs> and we're not together. No. It was like, I'm not having any fun. No. Nope. And we're also not together. But I think I think this summer should be the summer of fun. I think that should be our, our slogan. The summer of this. fun. We should write right? that down. That's what we call summer this. Summer of fun. All right. <laughs> I love that. That's what we're doing. The summer of fun. <laughs> All right. What are we drinking tonight? We are going to drink two beers from Haymarket Beer Co., which is a brewery located in Chicago, and you said it before we started. Yeah, Bridgman, Michigan. Okay. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, let's see what we're drinking, and then I'll give a little, you know, 30-second elevator down. speech about uh, Haymarket. Um, I haven't really had a lot of beers from Haymarket, to be honest with you. Um, I've been to their tap room in Michigan, um, but... I think that's really it. I haven't really bought okay. many of them. So anyways, we're drinking Chicago Tavern beer to start. It's a lager, 5.5% ABV. I kind of love their slogan, making great beer for great beer drinkers. So, oh, I like that. Yeah. So that's let's, good. Let's open this. And then I'll talk. Oh, don't drink all of it. I didn't drink all of it. I know these are little cans compared to a lot, a lot of the we're 16 ounces that we're used to. Used to 12 not used ounce to the 12. Cans. So, Haymarket. So, they do have two locations. Um, they opened in Chicago in around 2010. They started, I don't think their tap room opened until a couple of years later. Um, Pete and John were the co founders. Pete came from Rock Bottom and they met actually when John's dad bought him a brewer for a day gift card to i think it was at like a charity event or something but so that's how they actually like met was from this you know what i bet you his dad was trying to build independence Ooh, our topic for the day (laughs) there you go um so yeah so that's how john and pete met and um you know they had this idea for a few years a few years later they decided to mortgage their house and borrow money from friends and jump on this. Um, but they said that Pete was the beer guy and John was the sausage and barbecue guy. They also have homemade sausages oh, at their location. I don't know if I you're was going to say of that. I didn't know you needed a sausage I, and barbecue yeah. guy, but I mean I'm I, not I stand behind it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm good with this. Um, 
But yeah, so that's kind of like the origin story of them, I guess. They do say that they're kind of a bar for working people. So they're Haymarket. So if you know history of Chicago at all, um, it really is in reference to the Haymarket affair, the Haymarket riot, I guess maybe it would be called a protest nowadays, back in 1886. (laughs) I know, I know. Trigger word? Um, Controversy. (laughs) Back in 1886, before there were any labor laws, um, trying to get some um support and talking about the struggle for workers rights uh so out of that came like the eight hour work day and you know different a bunch of different labor laws but the haymarket affairs is what it was referred to so this is what the brewery is named after um so they say that they're beer for the working people you know even on their website um you know for great beer drinkers but they also say they appeal to like every man so teachers, policemen, postal workers, plumbers, blah, blah, blah. Like, come in after a long day of work, come have a drink um, is kind of what their, I don't know, mantra is. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I've been to Haymarket Mm -hmm. in Chicago, and it is definitely more of like that classic bar environment. Uh You know, it's got some loud music, or it's got a good crowd, or, you know, it's a little less like a brewery tap room. Yeah, and more just like your, like old town bar yeah 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 yeah. and it's a big Mm -hmm. place so Mm -hmm. there's you know there's a good number of people in there they also have what more looks more like a restaurant you know where Mm -hmm. they've got tables for you to sit and have have meals Mm -hmm. yeah i had a meal there when we were there so yeah that's kind of their that's their thing um so they tend to go towards the classic belgium and some contemporary american beer styles they've branched out as you know, obviously they opened in 2010. It's 2021. Um, they expanded to Bridgman, Michigan in 2016. Essentially, they couldn't find property here. They couldn't find something in Chicago. They wanted to expand. Hmm. Um, and I think John has like a vacation home up near St. Joe or something like okay. that. So they were going up and back and up and back. And they wound up buying um, what is an old state police post in Bridgman, nice. Michigan. And that's where they opened. Um, they started with a production brewery up there, but they also do have a tap room. I'm not sure if it's in the same place, but I've actually been to that one. Um, I think it's the Red Arrow Highway or something, but okay. there's a bunch of places down that strip. Um, but yeah, so that's their second location. So it's Chicago and Bridgman. Uh, the Chicago one is actually a few blocks from where the Haymarket riot, whatever affair actually happened. So it's in that same, um, kind of neighborhood. They're in the West Loop right now. I'm sure back in the 1800s, it was a very different area than it is now, but, right. um, yeah, so kind of cool. Um, Let's see. They have a bunch of different beers that are named after a bunch of different Chicago things, but also Haymarket-related people and events. So if you go and look up some of their other names, which I don't think we have either of them today, they're named after some people that were historical of that time. They're named after some different places. Um, so kind of cool. They try and keep the history there yeah, that's with cool. it. Um, something interesting that I stumbled upon that can just show the difference in times from 2021 to 2011. They had a couple of beers back in 2011. They brewed one that was called Mother Jones, um, which at the time people said was one of the most dangerous beers to drink. And it was only 7.5 ABV. How long ago was this? 10 years. 10 years. Okay, yeah. cool. So yeah, too funny. So th- nowadays that's like nothing. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah. We're drinking the lager. What do you think? I like it. It tastes good. You know, we've had a couple lagers in the recent past. Yeah. Um, 
And I feel this. I feel the same way about this one that I have the last couple that we've had from craft brewers. Mm-hmm. You know, you take what you're used to in a lager, mm-hmm. and you drink the craft beer version of it, and it's just like it's richer. It's got it's a so better, much more flavorful. Yeah, like it's, it's just got, got a such a better flavor. profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a little like sweet, flavorful, but it's also got like a little bit of that crisp, like yeah. like. It, Tang or tinge even when the, even, it's it, like, like softer on the mouth, like the mouthfeel is a softer feel than a lot of the typical American lagers. Um, I like it, you know, off topic of Haymarket and Independence. I read, I don't know if you've seen it, I read a article today where they took a bunch of not a bunch, like three craft beer people. I think one of them might have been from Pollyanna, even. And they I saw that article. They, get, they did like 16 blind taste tests of just like, of like Bud Light, Keystone, Bush, Bushlight. PBR. Yeah. And yes. Ham's won. I know. Ham's which is was hilarious number one. And because that's what my husband has in our fridge. That is, that so is our like, not, yeah. I don't, haven't really. I don't know if I've, I don't ever, know if even I've had ever had hams, but well, I was like, what? now I feel like we have to, right? We will. I know. It's so always in my fridge. I saw so that today and I was hams. like, right, we're totally It was doing a it. really good article, I too. So too. It was they, yeah. Pollyanna, Revolution, and Half mm-hmm. Acre yes. were the three guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. My husband yeah. made some comment when he looked at the article because I sent it to him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, they're all sitting at a table together and they're not wearing masks. Oh, and I was like, stop, stop. it. Stop it. Stop it Don't right now. Don't kill this for me. Let me enjoy this special <laughs> yes, moment. Yes, let me enjoy it. Where three yeah. awesome breweries from right? Chicago get together. Yes. And they talk about beer in such a cool way. Yeah. And it was I just, cool to see them. So in the article, even though they did it blind, they expl- they gave the description of what they described, and then the article said which beer it was. Right. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, PBR was one of the top ones. Hams was number one. Hams was number one. PBR, PBR was up, was up there. there. I think it was one. I think it was two or three. But yeah, and then there were. There yeah, were a I'm bunch trying to remember were, the couple other ones anyways, that were it, in their top four. Yeah. But they so they like drank like uh-huh. 15 beers and then yep. they narrowed it down to their top four and then they picked their winner from yep. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Was really it. cool. If you I see it, it, definitely it was a cool article and it was cool because it was just it, none of it was craft beer it was all just oh no yeah you know highly commercialized mass ice produced. house keystone yeah. bush yeah, yeah they like did have ice these... house in there i know that was crazy <laughs> that ice house was in there right but it was whatever. i think it was unanimously not liked but uh, well, anyways not that, that just uh the lager conversation made me think about that um but yeah i was unhappy that they had that they somewhat enjoyed Miller High Life. It wasn't in the yes. top four, but, but yeah. they said positive things about Miller High Life. <laughs> and my memory of that mm-hmm. beer, which is mostly college, yes, um, is that it is awful. <laughs> it's just awful. I had one at my parents' house when I was like 25. Uh-huh. Um, and I was just like, oh my goodness. How did I, I ever drink it. this? I, was, yeah. I drank like the first couple sips when it was uh, ice, ice cold. Yeah. And then I just threw it away yeah nope i'm sorry i can't do this Mm -hmm. it's terrible that's fair no i have i can't say i've had one in a while but it it was it was a cool uh (laughs) cool blind taste test you see all these fancy you know adjuncted blind taste tests to compare all these fancy craft beers and this one was just plain old north american lagers i know i like that they were like you know like you said (laughs) you know they could be drinking the beers with maple you know they could be drinking nope you know and they're drinking (laughs) 
Yep. And they're drinking classic American lagers. It was pretty cool. Um, but um, Haymarket's version is is very respectable, very mm-hmm. good. Oh, for I sure. I really like it. I don't know if we said it's called Chicago Tavern yep. Beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can definitely, we picked this up in Benny's Mix of Six. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to get. Easily available. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, this is really good. I'm very happy happy yeah. with this pick my husband grabbed this for us so. thank you mike thank you yeah. Mike. yeah no i like it it's got it's got a good flavor it's got a good feel it's got a relatively strong aroma for a lager actually i, I agree i thought that yeah. too but no oh, it's good. Well, solid so. let's talk about independence yes yes <laughs> this is a topic that i struggle with because growing up i felt like i was helpless and useless. Um, <laughs> in retrospect, I feel that way. I was extremely dependent on my mother. Mm. That, um, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for confirming that with me. Uh, she's right. <laughs> I like didn't make my own bed. I you know like mm-hmm. I did take care of myself yeah. fairly well uh, in all of my memory. I yeah. remember always dressing myself. Sure. I remember always. You know, I didn't, my mother didn't like wash my hair and things like that. And I always had long hair. Yeah. Um, and so like, I In did do respect, some of that, those things, those yeah. things like the, the personal maintenance stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was independent. Um, I also felt like as I got older, that was one of those things like, like me personally, that my parents kind of gave me a little space, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. weren't in my face about what I chose to wear. How you did this, wear, what you wore, how you did I, your hair, all those things. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though I couldn't put my own laundry away or like... <laughs> I mean, first of all, nobody likes to put their laundry well, away. So. like and can <laughs> yes. are very different. I remember being in college and our roommate, Ileana, was like ironing everything that she owned. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't even know that if I had ever ironed anything at that point in my life. Um, I just remember watching her do it and having like joy from it. She like derived enjoyment from ironing. Yeah, no. I'm and not, I'm just like, I still don't really, my mother will like ask me if I'm going to iron my son's jeans. Oh, no. And I'm like, the answer to that are would you be kidding no. me? <laughs> no way. Yeah, no, not happening. I'm just glad he's wearing pants. <laughs> Fair. You want me yeah. to fight him on, you want yeah, me I'm to. not ironing them. Iron the jeans? He has clothes on. That's We're just going to stick with that. So in that yeah. way, I'm still not really independent <laughs> because if my mother came to my house and offered to iron all of my kids' clothes, I would just let like, her sure, do it. Go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gotta pick your battles, though. It's all right. I always was a good student, too. Mm-hmm. So in that, and nobody really needed to tell me to stay focused, stay on task. That's good. Study yeah. more, finish this paper, sure. stuff like that. We've talked about homework before. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a quitter. So, like, I wouldn't give up on stuff. Yeah. You know, I played sports in high school. Yeah. There were definitely moments where I would get a little frustrated. I wasn't playing enough or something like sure. that. Yeah, um, that's understandable. And I kind of stuck with things. Um, so, I think in those ways, you know, my parents definitely encouraged me to be independent. Mm-hmm. Um, with my kids, I think it starts when they're babies. Like, letting them cry it out. That's something yeah. that I feel like is the, like, that's, like, the moment where you begin trying to teach your kids independence independence it's such a controversial topic i've read so many like moms who are like oh my god how do you let your child cry and not go to them and i'm like get it because then you're gonna have to pick them up until they're six 
if they whimper, which I mean, to each their own. I'm never going to tell if you want to rock your baby to sleep till they're 10. I don't care what you do. It's not my kid. I'm nope. not having to do as it. As long as I don't have to do yeah, it. Yeah, as long as I don't have to do it, fine. Do but, what makes you happy. Yeah. But no, agreed. Like our kids. Yeah. I mean, so me, independence wise, you know, it's so hard sometimes because like to think back the times when I'm like, what did I do? What did I, what did my parents do? Like my mom was a stay at home mom until we were probably in junior high. And then she only worked at the school. So she was off, you know, she was home practically by the time we got home. She was off on all holidays, all weekends. She shared your schedule. Right. So she was essentially still home all the time that I was home. So she made dinner every single night. You know, she always did our laundry. Like I helped, but I didn't have to do any of that stuff on my own until I moved out. Like, she right. would still... Actually, she still does laundry here when she comes and babysits the kids. Like, not that I um, ask her to, but it's there, and she'll just do it. I, so. <laughs> I haven't... My mom hasn't been in my house in a really long time. Yeah. And uh, I made a joke the other day, and I was just like, when are you going to come over, man? The stove needs to be cleaned. <laughs> and she was just like, has it... Not, not been cleaned clean. <laughs> since I was last there. And I was like, no, it has. I mean, Mike's done it and I've done it and everything. But, but. like, it could really use that like extra special <laughs> thing yeah. that you have that I don't have. <laughs> and she just was like, ugh. Oh, I'm like, Kara, seriously, Kara, it's going to be terrible the first time you're here, mom. It's going to be so much work. Right. <laughs> you're, thank you, mom. Thank yes, you. Thank you. We appreciate it. But yeah, I mean, um, homework activities all that stuff like we definitely always did on our own i feel like though it's so different when we were kids to now like i feel like we did have a little bit more independence and leeway in terms of like going and doing things on our own dropping us off at the mall and just letting us go places like it's very different than what i'll be comfortable with when our kids are of that age so that's a little bit of a struggle to figure out when is it appropriate to let the kids go around the block by themselves or do things or go places or without yeah, me? Yeah, that's a really good I, point because my kids, so my oldest is nine mm-hmm. and my youngest is six. Yeah. And when my youngest went away to kindergarten, mm-hmm. uh, my oldest was starting third grade, they started talking about walking to school oh, yeah. by themselves. Yeah. And we live very, very close. Very yeah. close. Uh, Three blocks would mm-hmm. be a high estimate, and one of those blocks is literally like along the park at the school. True, yeah. Um, so it's really kind of just the two blocks out of my neighborhood yeah. is really it. Um, and there's a crossing guard at the street, if you want to call it a busy street. Right, which it's not. Which but. <laughs> it isn't. The only traffic on it is people picking up their kids and dropping off their right, kids. Yeah. Um, and they were like, can we walk by ourselves to school? And I was just like, no, I know. absolutely not. Right? And they were like, well, how old do we have to be to do it? Right. And I said, by the time I think you're old enough to do it, school will be too far away <laughs> for you to do it. Right? It's weird. But like, we walk to school. Yeah, like, me too. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I know I or home from talked school, about more this likely. before. Yeah. yeah. Where I had a friend who lived down the road that was four years older than me. Yeah. So I would walk with her and her brother. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, hypothetically speaking, when I was in first grade, sure, you know, she was a fifth grader. Right. You were still, you were walking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we walked and I mean, you know, so fifth grade, my son is in fourth grade right. now. So next year it's in close. theory, 
Yeah, no, I get it. But I'm pretty sure he would push his little brother into traffic. Well, that's possible, too. But, so I, but can't, I can't rely can't on him that. not to murder his brother. Okay, well, that's that's, that's fair. That's pretty much the big hang-up okay. for me. Yeah, but it, it, I just, I feel like times are very different. But, um, you know, one of the things we struggle with in our house is... Um, you were talking about like hygiene and things like that. So our kids shower on their own. Well, our, the twins shower on their own. Um, they're six and my son is fast and done and doesn't require any help. My daughter cannot wash her hair. I swear. This is like a skill that is so hard for some reason for her to grasp to how to wash all of her. And she chooses to keep her hair short. She cut it off and donated it to Wigs for Kids and never wants to grow it long again. Right. So it's not like she has really long hair. Right. She just can't she can't grasp the concept of washing all right. of it. Oh I just goodness. don't understand. And I'm like, okay, how else can I explain this to you on the process to wash your hair? My <laughs> nine-year-old has long hair. Yeah. And he, I, I can't, like, I'll be like, okay, when you're in the bathtub, mm-hmm. You have to get your whole head wet, even the top of it. Yeah, up here. And like, you got to wash it yes. with soap. <laughs> and then yeah. when you get out, dry your hair a little bit and then put your towel on you so that your hair is not dripping all over your body when you're getting so, dressed. Yeah. And he comes downstairs every time and the top of his head is dry. Dry. <laughs> not, not we're wet, not dry so we but don't yes. know but just but dry dry and i go did you wash your hair <laughs> yeah nope did you wash all of it <laughs> yeah. yes all of it and then he gets defensive right. that i'm questioning the hair washing yes and i'm like because it was it was five minutes ago and it's miraculously dry already yes. and i have long hair i know that it doesn't dry that fast <laughs> i don't I, I don't know why i don't it's know just, why he can't and I keep thinking, are you like, are you like afraid something's going to happen up there? Are you going to drown? Yeah, I don't You're know. You're nine. <laughs> How are you going to drown in four inches of water? Like, no I tried clue. to explain yeah. it to him at one point. I'm like, are you, do you just not like to put your head in the water? And yeah. he was like, no, I really don't. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because I don't want to get water. I don't want to get water in my eyes and mouth. And I'm like. You, you just go, close yeah, those just things. close those things. You go in a pool. Like. He goes underwater yes. in the pool. Uh, anyways, it's, at least know. it's not just yeah. me. No, so, yes, I just, this is a recurring It just thing. really resonated with me when you said your daughter can't wash her own hair. And it, and like you said, it's not like she has long, complicated no. hair. No. And my son's hair is, you know, yeah. it's... For a boy, short. it's a little bit longer, but yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like shoulder length or no. anything he just has hair definitely there's some hair there <laughs> yeah. you know it's not like little brother who's got like a little like shave a buzz thing and a yeah my do. twin boy doesn't want long hair he just likes it short which i'm like fine my my um my six-year-old is like gets really weird about his hair touching his forehead oh so okay. when it reaches that point if it's been growing yeah he will like continuously push it out of his and face so you just take him for and, a haircut and then i yeah. yeah well and he's been really weird about going places and oh, getting haircuts yeah, so like yeah. i've been cutting his hair with clippers yeah. and we've talked about this already so i won't yeah, yeah, get yeah. into it it's not great and I don't do a good job. And it's only that's about not what you do. Yeah. Only about fifty percent my fault though, I maintain, because it's really hard to cut someone's hair that doesn't want you to cut the oh, hair. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
well, he does my, not want me yeah, to. My oldest is autistic, so like honestly, he does better with haircuts than one would expect. So yeah. he does okay, but he also we are working on showering by himself because as he gets older, like these are just basic life skills that he's going to need. And he will struggle to be able to do all of these things on his own. But, you know, he he needs to do that. So we're even getting him to do it. But again, the hair is going to be the, like the last thing that he learns how to do. Because why? I don't know. It's not hard. I, I, don't I don't know what don't it understand. is. It's like they're... It's like they're afraid. It's like they're a turtle, and they're afraid that if they're on their back, they will like be incapacitated and they will perish. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, and like my it. six-year-old right. boy, he has no problem. He oh, will literally okay. just face first into the into the bathtub. Like I mean, there's nothing there. He's got no fear or concern or anything. He'll soap up. Yeah, he'll wash his body. He'll clean everything, and he's great. But big brother, man. Can't do it. I, you know, sometimes I go and I, I'll knock on the door and I'll check on him, which I try not to do anymore because, one, yeah. we're trying to build independence like we're talking about. And two, he's nine and he's a boy. Yeah. And so. he needs privacy. Yep. And Agreed. I respect that. And we, you know, we knock on their bedroom doors and everything when we, I yeah. don't just enter the room. No, we, we've been trying to, we've been trying to instill that as well. It's hard because the twins are boy girl. Right. And they've shared a room their whole lives they used to when they were little little we would give them baths together but we've stopped doing that a long time ago because just we you know yeah. we want them to know that you know I, I, well and that's I, an alone activity yeah, i mean sure. it, you know you you reach a point where you, that's understood to just be a one person yes. it serves a purpose you take care of yourself and mm-hmm. then you move on yeah. and it's it's not a play play sorry no no, I don't no. want it to be a play play because then the, the water's everywhere. It takes an hour and a half. Like, this needs to be... My, my twins have started being like, is this going to be a quick shower? And I was like, all showers All showers quick. should be showers. quick. <laughs> no not shower. not time. We're done with playtime. Should run beyond <laughs> yes. the five-minute mark. Right? I'm like, all showers are quick showers. I love that. Is this so. going to be a quick shower? Yes, yes. it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It isn't because you can't brush your hair, but it should be. Yeah. So, anyways, moving on I from know, showers. That was a really good yes. how we're failing at right. making yeah, them no, independent. I will say, so, you know, things that they are good at, like my children, the twins, will, like, come down and make, like, their own toast and, like, get things out of the fridge and... We are not good, and we need to practice at pouring from a jug into a cup because they just don't get the, like, switching of, like, the balance. The shift. Yes. They don't yeah. get the shift yet. My so. six-year-old, my, my nine-year-old can basically do that. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, you know, fine motor skills improve as yeah, you get older. As you older just for sure. naturally. Yep. Um, so that's not really that surprising, although we didn't ask him to do a lot of that stuff until... Yeah. He was a bit older than my six-year-old is now. Um, and probably just because we just plain... Just we were taking care of a little right, one. Yeah. So we would just pour two glasses of milk. Yep. So you just never asked him to pour a glass yeah, of milk. no, I get it. Um, but he's capable, you know, of doing some of that stuff. He can make himself some basic meals. Yeah. You know, he could make a peanut butter jelly sandwich probably yeah. from start to finish. You yeah. know, for the most part. Sure. Uh, and pour a glass of milk. Although his little brother will try to do some mm-hmm. of those things. And what I love is that he puts the glass on the floor in the kitchen. <laughs> I think because he feels like he's most confident that will end That's well. What... 
<laughs> um, okay. And what will happen is he will succeed. Okay. But there will be little like milk drips around kinda it, kind of all around it, <laughs> from where it like splashed out initially, right? Or where he missed it at the beginning, so, or something went awry in this process. There's a yeah. milk trail of sorts so, that I'm still yes. identifying. You know. Fair. I get it. Yeah. We uh. We need to work on those things. You know, what's, it comes top of mind for me because when talking to my oldest therapist, these are some of the things that they actually work with him on. Yeah, and Therapy sure, yeah. is life skills, is vacuuming, is doing things for yourselves, is like, um, you know, all of those things. And I think because he's our oldest and he can't do a lot of those things on his own, we just never really asked the twins to do them. Right. Because sure. by default, we're so used to my oldest, us having to do so much for him. And don't get me wrong, like we, we do try and push him on some things, but I think that we just don't have that awareness of they're six, they should be able to do these things. Yeah. Because we just are so off like kilter with, with my eight-year-old because he's more like a four-year-old so yeah. we're like we're all backwards right. now so we you know we started probably later than we needed to give like having them take showers we didn't even teach them to tie their shoes until this year which we honestly just never thought about it like you know i ever be, thought about yeah it. i'll be honest with you i remember when my nine-year-old was doing the shoe tying mm-hmm. thing and it was like he taught himself at school, which was like the best thing that's ever happened yeah. to me. My as twin a boy learned in an hour, like not even. And my, I'm like, boy, we should have done this a while ago. <laughs> my six-year-old, we have not done that, and uh, it's not for any particular reason. It's just the shoes he currently has are these Nikes. Yeah, they just slip on. They don't have yeah. laces. And I said to him, I was like, when you grow out of these, we'll buy shoes with laces. Sure. Yeah. And he was kind of just like, oh, okay, whatever. whatever. Yeah. A lot and of I the mean, shoes now are like, they're stretchy, so they're slip on. Like, I have a pair of Adidas shoes that I don't, like, there's laces, but they're completely just aesthetics. Like, they don't serve a purpose because they're stretchy. Yeah. So, and I mean, with, well, yeah. my oldest has a pair of All-Stars that are... Oh, yeah. The kinds where the, 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 the laces, laces just, just kind of stick out yep. mm-hmm. at the end, and yeah. he just slips them on, and he prefers to wear that, and it makes him comfortable. Now, if Fine. he's going to be, like, playing soccer or something, yeah. he has mm-hmm. yeah. tie shoes, yes. you know, but, like... Yeah. We just honestly never... We just never I, thought about it. Me neither. So we I mean, did it, like, yeah. probably within the last, like, a few months. We were like... Guess you should learn to tie shoes. And we're like, all right. Yeah, right? I Someone guess should this teach is you something. how to tie Someone your shoes. Someone should teach you how to do this because we literally just never thought about it. Right? And it's like just weird the things that we're like, oh, we should probably teach you how to do that, huh? Okay. Like, right? All right. Let's 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 uh, let's get on that. So, yeah. So now they know how to tie their shoes. But <laughs> yeah. Totally random. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're working on it. We're continuing to work. Yeah. I mean, we try to... You know, we're trying to get them to kind of participate in doing a little bit of laundry mm-hmm. and picking up chores. this kind of a thing. We're trying to add more yeah. chores yeah. to their list. And I mean, even if they're just things that are for themselves. Sure. Put like away I said, putting your laundry yep. away. We, they do that. Or, or picking up in your room. Yep. Even if you're not cleaning the floor in the kitchen. Yep. I can, We don't have to do yeah. that yet. It's okay. Yeah. I don't even really need you to do dishes. Just clear your place at the table. Yep. Like, yeah. if you do the things that are for you yes. at this age, I feel good about yeah. that. Our kids are required, and even my oldest has to clean up his plate after dinner. They all have to do that. They don't have to wash the dishes, but they need to get them at least to the sink or to the dishwasher right. or something. Exactly. Um, you know, they have to put away, if we wash and fold the clothes, they have to put them in their drawers. 
which sometimes my daughter just throws all of them in a drawer, Oof. not necessarily the right drawer. That's not but cool. A drawer. But she also picks out her own clothes every day. So I'm kind of like, if you want to dig through your stuff, I mean, as I don't long, pick out your clothes. Yeah, as long as it's not so, on the floor, yeah, I guess so, they cool. You know, I they I don't I don't pick out their clothes ever unless it's yeah, like a holiday. So I'm just like, go get dressed. So I mean, if you shove all of your stuff in one drawer, then that's I mean, where whatever. it is. That's at least you know it where it's that's all your at. So they have to do that. My daughter really likes to dust. I don't know why. Jeez, but what I is mean, she doing right. this weekend? Right? Yeah. She really likes to dust. Because I've got some major dusting Gosh. that is, I don't know. You know, it's funny with this whole experience where people are home more. Like, mm-hmm. they say you kind of go one of two ways. <laughs> and I am definitely going the other Opposite. way. Yeah. yeah. Not that I've, like, completely slacked. There are little odds and ends that I, especially in the last couple months that sure. i've kind of reinitiated myself to like be consistent yeah you know at the potential of it having someone come inside my house but the thing is when you don't like, have anyone over and it's just your immediate family you're just yeah kinda like well i mean there's clutter and i probably should i mean it's not dirty it's just like yeah i should put that away or that needs a space or i should probably oh yeah. there's some cobwebs up there I should yeah dust that. cobwebs that's a good but, one we've got some of yeah. that that's for sure all right well we will continue this discussion but let's open our next beer hazy yeah. is lazy american i just like my ability to clean right i like the name <laughs> hazy, hazy is lazy 6.6 percent <laughs> all both of these beers um oh this one actually says brewed and bottled in bridgman Um, I think the other one says both, actually. So this one says brewed and bottled by Haymarket, Bridgman, and Chicago. Okay. So some of them, I wonder, are this one appears to be just Bridgman. When you went to uh, their facility in Bridgman, is it a bigger place? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're... Okay. So, so it might be where they primarily brew. The, what they originally bought it for, or built it for, or whatever, was just a production brewery. Okay. So it's not a big taproom. It's not like it's not like the Chicago um, taproom at all. So most of their facility, I think, is just for production. Mm. Oh. Hmm. Good color. It's not super hazy. It's not. It's... Well, that's true. You know what? I was thinking this is just an IPA. It says hazy is lazy, but is that like are we talking about how it's, it's not, not supposed to be? Yeah, because the name is the name is con- a little bit confusing in that this is not a hazy IPA. No, it just looks like an IPA. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I would have to say this is for sure a little play on the fact that it's not, and maybe hazy. their take on on hazy IPAs yeah, that they're not fair. a fan. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about the name. Because I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's an IPA. It looks like an IPA, which is exactly what it looks like to me. So I'm thinking that they're making a, making a little play on words here with it not being hazy. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Hmm. Well, and, you know, and it's definitely not a hazy flavor. No, it does, it's not, not at citrusy all. It's not citrusy at all. It's a, so it's not going that route. It's definitely not. No, this is like a mix I don't know. Like, it's interesting. I feel like it's a little bit different. It's definitely not hazy, first of all. Let's just call that. So that's mystery solved. Yeah, so that's that's an IPA. But I feel like it's just, it's, it's a little bit different than just a regular IPA, though. Like, I can't really put my finger on the flavor profile of this. Yeah. 
it's got it's got some some definite hoppiness to it. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I a little bit more carbonation, I think, than some. Yeah, of the maybe other that's ones. what it I is. Think that maybe that's, that's what, what I'm that feeling that yeah, you're getting from yeah, the carbonation. I think a little bit of the carbonation. Um, I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's not hazy. Don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> We've officially declared that it is not yeah. a hazy IPA, which I guess, based on our like, and we kind of do this on purpose. Lauren and I don't really research the specific beers that we're Ooh. drinking, mostly because I don't want that to skew my experience. Yeah. I don't want to read an untapped up, review and be if like, if I look it up, then mm. I'm like, oh, well, here's the here's the like words that people were using when they were describing this beer you know oh hoppy or grapefruit or yeah citrus or tropical or whatever word they might use to describe an ipa um then when i taste it in my head that's what right. i'm thinking exactly so that happens with anything if you have some sort of preconceived notion of anything whether it's looking at something reading something tasting something watching something you're already slightly programmed to expect that what that, yeah. that that's what's gonna absolutely happen. so definitely yeah i don't research any of the beers specifically um that we drink beforehand i just like to you know fly by the seat of our pants here and just agreed just drink it so agreed yeah it's uh it's good it's hoppy it's an ipa it's got a little bit more carbonation than i think i expected um not too much but just i think that's what the the, the little bit of the little bit of bite i get or tingle i get is that um I think most IPAs do have a little bit of a citrusy taste to them. That's really just the hops. Um, but I don't know. Overall, it's good. I can't really... Like, there's so many variations of IPAs nowadays. Like, there's New England IPAs. There's West Coast IPAs. There's just American IPAs. Like, it's it's it, this is, like, almost a mix of them. Because I feel like it's not just a straight-up American IPA. I feel like it's got a little bit more different flavor to it yeah i think that's i mean i did read a little bit of a description of this kind of while we were chatting here okay and one of the things that it said was that their goal was to kind of do like a west coast meets east coast okay um and i feel like maybe that's what you're getting that's what we're experiencing that we're putting you know we're nailing this down as an ipa but like our we're having trouble like classifying yeah it. comparing it to another just standard ipa which is kind of what i was thinking is right. that it's a little bit different than it's got a unique flavor profile compared to some of the other just american like, ipas i've had well or like a like an anti-hero or something oh, yeah. like that this is lighter than that exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure so it's a little bit different i could see that description without having read that before tasting it right i can see that kind of fitting into that this is a little bit different than what I expected, just thinking, oh, it's an IPA. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's good. It's different. Yeah. It's not hazy, but that's okay. You know what? I'm kind of sick of the hazy. So. Yeah, I know. I could I could sometimes take or leave them. Fair. You know, maybe we should take a break from IPAs, Lauren. Go back to stouts. Well, I mean, we, we it's February, and there's 12 feet of snow on the ground in my backyard. Okay, maybe not maybe 12, but I mean at least three. Maybe we should do some barley wines. Uh, barley barley wine is life. barley wine is life i mean right you know what i think i think for at least the duration of this cold streak maybe that's the that's where we need to go we will repick up our lagers our ipas maybe when the weather breaks and yeah. it's a little bit warmer so let's warm ourselves up with some stouts and some barley wines 
coming yeah. up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know what else? We need to go back to some Berliner Weisses, man. I love Berliner Weisses. I we know. haven't had one of those in a while. Well, you brought it All up right. in the like yeah, favorite, the foods, favorite episode, foods episode, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking about that. And yeah. Microphone came out with Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, nice. Recently, I like that one. which is a good one. Yeah. Um, and you know, look, we should. If anybody has some good suggestions on a, it doesn't even have to be Chicago area, but. A Berliner Weiss that we could easily get our hands on. Let us know, because yeah, I definitely would like to yeah. try some new, some new ones. So totally, cool. definitely. All well, right. I think that'll about do it for us tonight. Yeah, awesome. cheers to Haymarket for yeah. joining us this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, may we someday return to one of your lovely locations yes. as we dream about all of our lovely breweries. All of them. We would love to uh, be at all of the breweries. May I become eventually <laughs> overwhelmed? By the amount of places yes. that I have to visit. I want to do all the things and see all the places. Itself, I know, right? <laughs> so until then, uh, we will continue drinking beer and talking about everything kids, family, current events, and enjoying each other's company. So, yep. all right. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.